But right now, talk about people doing great things for a great cause. Here is today's Savvy Earth Savers. Welcoming back onto the show, here is Cruzanne McCalligan. Hello, Savvy Earth Savers, and welcome back. And hi, Ali. Today, we're going to talk about how we could be tackling plastic pollution, that big, scary problem, with a net of law and chemical coding. Well, what does that mean? Essentially, an innovative proposal to tackle the global plastic pollution crisis with a combination of DNA-like encoding of plastics and international law has been put forward by a transdisciplinary team of QUT researchers. Now, plastic pollution has been identified as an environmental problem similar in scope and complexity as global challenges like climate change. These are big, complex, difficult problems that may seem totally, totally overwhelming. The QUT research team from chemistry and law have published this multi-pronged approach. Now, what the researchers did from the Center for Material Science and the Center for a Waste-Free World was talk about one of the biggest challenges in addressing plastic pollution, which is tracing the polluting plastic back to the source. So one of the professors, Professor Barna Kowalik, said tracing plastic resolves the anonymity of plastic waste. So if a technology existed that allowed to give you unique DNA to each batch of plastic that was produced, plastic waste could be traced back to the producer given the information stored in the sort of DNA that could be just sort of read out. Essentially, one of the researchers has said there are several emerging advances in polymer chemistry that could play a part in identifying plastic. So, for example, some plastic polluting companies such as water bottles companies, Coca-Cola, etc., have been fined when their products have been found on beaches or polluting our environment. Now, being able to chemically label batches of plastic production using sequence-defined polymers kind of would decode them in a similar way to DNA. Although until this point, reading information from sequence-defined polymers is challenging. However, new and simple technologies for reading information from these sorts of things is emerging. Now, of course, not just big name brands produce plastic products that end up polluting our planet and contributing to the plastic problem. We know there are so many ways that these plastics are getting out there. Essentially, you can develop the means of uniquely identifying plastics and tracing each piece back to their producer. You could point the finger at the people making these products that just don't break down. Now, if you find the source, the problem remains of how do you enforce responsibility? This is where the legal stuff comes into it. So one of the first challenges with an international problem like this is jurisdiction. So who's responsible? Which court would it go through? What are the regulatory processes? Blah, blah, blah. All very complicated, but essentially, so there is a critical need for the social and natural sciences to work more closely together in the future. So we've got the science here and we've got the legal framework here. So we've got two different worlds which need to work together to solve this problem. The combined approach of polymer science and international law is looking at a single outcome to make producers and polluters responsible for this. Now, the paper says that identifying the people responsible for plastic pollution and being able to hold them accountable could really, really lead to a phasing out of plastics. Isn't that really exciting? 
So, you're not even going to be anonymous in your trash in the future. Until next week, bye-bye. I love that. Thank you so much, Cruz, for telling us all about how to hold people accountable for being a big waster. This is The Common Room, and let's hit today's spotlight. Common Room with Alison Howe. Common Room.